Hi, everyone. This is Mary Kierke of Frontrunners Innovate, and I am so excited to present uh, an ambassador, two ambassadors to you. <laughs> you, if you're familiar with my co-host, Ambassador Ghazala Khan, familiar face, yes, then I don't really need to introduce except for the fact that let me just kind of preface it by saying that she's uh, with the Federation of International Gender and Human Rights. And uh, I often invite her because she has a diplomatic perspective when we're talking with diplomats. And it always helps to, to get that global perspective in there that could be on issues that I'm not aware of. So with us is our special guest, Ambassador Kasseri. And uh, he says his uh, last name is so long, it's so hard to pronounce. I'm going to let him do that. But uh, we're going to call him Ambas Ambassador Kasseri. So from Sri Lanka and also represented uh, Qatar at one point and almost again when the president asked him again, uh, in and out of retirement, I'm going to let him tell you the story, but uh, diplomat and also uh, tech guru in the uh, private world, we're going to hear a little bit about that and also um, a charity founder, somebody who's doing some great work in the world and you know we're all about impact. So welcome ambassadors <laughs> to the to the platform. Uh, yeah, let's hear from you, Ambassador Kasseri. Share us a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, thank you again, Mary, for inviting me for this uh, wonderful conversation. Um, my background, I'm born and raised in Sri Lanka and uh, in the southern part of Sri Lanka, uh, a town called Gaul, which is in the southern tip of uh, Sri Lanka and uh, educated in the central uh, part of the country. And at the age of 11, uh, I moved to England and I studied uh, in, in England most of my life. And um, then I got married at a very, very younger age and, and decided to move to United States because uh, at that time, my girlfriend, my wife now, and uh, she uh, had studied in, in California in the United States. So I moved to California and uh, ever since um, uh, being in the United States, um, worked for uh, three multinational companies. And uh, then uh, my first uh, opportunity was uh, Honeywell International. And, uh, and after working for Honeywell a few years, um, they chose to uh, send me to Asia Pacific, uh, managing Asia Pacific region. So I spent eight years in my life uh, uh, living in Thailand, living in Singapore, living in Australia, living in Hong Kong, number of countries that I manage and uh, worked and, um, and managed uh, the region for eight years. Um, after completing my assignment, I moved back to United States. And, uh, and at that point I joined uh, a competitor of Honeywell uh, and, and managed a global business unit um, globally. Uh, after doing that for many years and, uh, you know, I chose to do something very different from my life <laughs> because of very personal reasons. Uh, my dad came down with Alzheimer's and at that point I had no idea what Alzheimer's was. Um, I chose to uh, leave work and uh, took care of him for two years until he passed away. From that experience, I learned a lot about the disease and all the other things that goes when, when a member of your family um, has Alzheimer's. So I decided to uh, do something about it. And, uh, and one day I uh, literally quit my job. And, <laughs> and next day I uh, went and bought a, a building and completely remodeled and started an Alzheimer's facility uh, near my house in Colleyville, Texas. Um, 
<clears throat> became extremely successful as a business and ended up uh, building and managing five facilities uh, in Texas. Wow. Uh, and, what, uh, what type of facility, when you say it's an Alzheimer's facility, what, share with us a little bit more it information. Is, it is to uh, uh, manage Alzheimer's patients. So it is a, uh, like an assisted living, but it is specializing in mm. Alzheimer's patients. Wow, that's challenging to do. It is a very challenging, and yeah. I learned a lot managing my dad, and, and I use uh, a lot of those techniques that I learned from my mm -hmm. own, and, and I studied um, while I'm taking care of my dad. I studied about the disease, and I know more about the disease than <laughs> most geriatricians, and, um, and became very successful. And, uh, and at the end of seven years, um, I was getting offers almost every day to buy me out mm -hmm. because I was very successful mm -hmm. uh, business. So finally, um, you know, I got an offer that I couldn't refuse. So I sold my business, mm -hmm. decided to retire and, uh, and wanted to do charity. So uh, I went back to Sri Lanka and, uh, and, and really uh, start focusing on uh, rural uh, children and their education because in most parts in Sri Lanka, there are many, many rural areas that has no schools. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I start building schools and, and providing all the uh, support for these schools and, and start uh, doing that. And I did that for about four years. Um, and uh, at that point, uh, I had many um, exposure to news media and, and things like mm -hmm. that. And the kind of kind, country's president contacted me and we had several meetings and one thing led to another and uh, he uh, appointed me as the ambassador to Qatar. So I moved to Qatar and uh, became an ambassador and had a wonderful time and, uh, and I learned a lot and, uh, and really served. We had 160,000 Sri Lankans living and working in Qatar. So it's a huge community. And my yeah. embassy was an extremely busy embassy. We had any, any given day, we had 100 to 200 uh, visitors. Um, and the community is, uh, you know, significant size community and had a school also, a Sri Lankan school with uh, 2,000 yeah. kids. Uh, there was the embassy or the uh, embassy is the patron of the school. So, so managed mm -hmm. that and uh, completed my assignment and came back to United States again. That's where my family lives. And, uh, and uh, since then, I joined uh, Honeywell again, uh, managing uh, <laughs> managing a large territory in the United States. So that's kind of my background. Fantastic. So you want to share a little bit about what you're doing with Honeywell? Um, I manage the what we call the Central U.S. region, which is uh, including uh, 22 states from Michigan down to Texas and Dakotas uh, and uh, also the southern states. Um, I am attached to a business unit called uh, a commercial vertical business, which we focus on commercial buildings and its energy uh, conservation measures. So we provide mm -hmm. energy conservation measures from heating, air conditioning to security and safety. And mm -hmm. uh, that really attracts me because I'm very, very focused on uh, doing something about the, um, the global uh, global warming and <clears throat> and trying to um, save this earth that we live. Yes. So uh, energy is a is definitely one of the UN topics for sure. One of the goals, yeah. right? Ambassador Khan um, definitely can see how that fits in. Man, you've got you just hit all kinds of 
uh, impact spaces. <laughs> I don't, really don't know what to focus on. Um, you know, you feel this this pull with the education. Are you still doing that now? Are you still building the schools at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm supporting uh, uh, rural education system right now, and uh, and that is to providing supplies, providing all the necessary uh, books and uniforms, and all the way from shoes to uh, um, hygienic products. So, which is, I, I'm a strong believer that in order to build a nation, you need to build the, the, the children. If, mm-hmm. if you don't educate the young children, then you cannot, mm-hmm. nation building is a moot point. Yeah. How many schools do you have over there? Um, the system has the, you know, it's a free education. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a government uh, run school system. I think we have roughly 36,000 schools, I think. I mean, how many were you building? Um, I built four. Okay. And are those also part of the government system now, or is that now those are private? Part of the, yes, now they're part of the government system. They're part of the government system, so you built four. Are those for the, the younger children, or are they what I age kids? From pre-K to uh, ninth grade. Okay. Awesome. That's fantastic. Is there, so they're part of the government system. So there's no need for you to have a charity NGO or anything that's managing that, right? Um, not, not right now, but there's always opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got that. And then we're talking about, before we just hit record everyone, we were talking about the aging population and how he has this heart for that. You know, it's, it's rare to find, I'm kind of like that too, but it's rare to find somebody who has that focus on both ends of the spectrum where, you know, because I'm all about youth development and I've started a couple of youth leadership programs. And then I also have this experience and background in this, the senior population and having helped to start a nonprofit locally there and then also having a background that, that was supported that. And then Ambassador Khan talks about her efforts in that space. Yeah. And uh, so we all like have this interest and, and she's also working in entrepreneurship and youth as well. So um, if you had your druther of what you can put your energies on right now from an impact standpoint, Ambassador Kasiri, what would that be? What, what would it look like now? Well, now I'm, you know, obviously living and working here in the United States. And, and if, if I look at this um, uh, aging population today, and specifically this segment of Alzheimer's, you know, people with Alzheimer's or dementia, there's a huge need for us to really come up with a uh, way that we can provide quality of life for these folks. And I, I you know, I worked uh, and literally owned and operated these businesses. And I have been to many, many, many uh, other facilities. And I feel that it's the most misunderstood um, disease, so to speak, um, in the community as well as the caregiving sector. And there's so many things we can do from a technology perspective to create a quality of life for these folks. So if if if, if I had uh, um, my uh, you know way, if, you know, if you ask me one wish I would have, that would be uh, to really focus on technology de- development for this uh, particular segment of people who are really suffering from this uh, very debilitating disease. Uh, the issue is that <clears throat> they, they do have, let's say they, they get ill, but they have no way of explaining how they feel. 
So that's the gap that I see where we can fill with technology. How do we identify these things? We can identify so many of these uh, uh, symptoms by monitoring and measuring, you know, body functions. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where I think, you know, I like to focus as far as, you know, coming out with non-invasive ways mm -hmm. of identifying these, um, you know, uh, uh, clues, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, that, that we could uh, really help the, the person before he or she get sicker. And, 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 and the issue is that they don't know how to articulate how they feel. And how do we do that technologically? I think there's a way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Maybe with some kind of sensor technology that it measures some kind of thing that we determine is going on. Yeah, I'll give you a simple example. Most of these folks, for example, they'll get, um, let's say, urinary, <clears throat> urinary tract infection, you know. And uh, <clears throat> one of the ways to identify it, you know, most of the time you don't identify until such time they become combative, they become mm -hmm. agitated. So at that point we know, okay, there's something wrong. And then we do a <clears throat> lab test and identify, okay, there's a, a UTI. Mm -hmm. when a UTI happens, your body temperature increases because it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an infection, right? It is. Yeah. So if I can measure your body temperature and if I see it's going up by half a degree or two degrees uh, for a 24-hour period, then I can immediately do a, a, a lab test before the, the uh, infection take over the, the entire body. Now I can treat you before you even know about it. And that's yeah. a pretty simple thing. I mean, today we can measure the body temperature at 24 hours a day. I mean, I'm wearing sure. a Fitbit and, and it yeah. measures <laughs> most of my bodily functions, you know, 24 seven. Yeah. And I have, you know, I have some ideas how to do this thing. We can have very much non-invasive non technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have conducting fabrics now. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can really? add sensors to those fabric where you could wear a vest, you know, I mean, normal shirt, normal vest that measures all the functionality 24-7. You know, there's, um, there's a gentleman I've met that actually is creating a mattress that does the same thing <laughs> that actually measures not only the body temperature, but also, um, you know, heart rate and different things like that, that he's aiming mm -hmm. at the aging population. Ambassador Khan, do you have any questions at this point? I want to yeah. give you a chance to chime in. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with Ambassador. Uh, like, uh, he's also working on the um, uh, kids and at the end, like elderly people. So it's a whole life cycle. You can say from the uh, beginners to the mm -hmm. end of the journey who are uh, there. So uh, it's really important to um, educate our kids uh, regarding taking care of themselves the ma uh, the main problem are, are the main of the diseases are because of our own negligence when uh, when we are young at that age we only think about earning family and taking care of the others and uh, pleasing the others instead of uh, listening to our body listening to our needs and listening to our own uh, soul requirements so i think from the younger generation we need to implant these uh, beliefs that first you have to understand yourself when you fully recognize and understand yourself that who i am 
then you will be able to implement it on the word and influence the word that what is the word and what's the word is going uh, going on there and what the people are expecting from me so it will be better to taking care of yourself from the beginning and uh, it will reduce a lot of tensions uh, anxiety and um, you can say the uh, disease uh, such like alzheimer and the others because um, as as far as my knowledge that meditation doing yoga active exercises these things will cut down and reduce the um, such type of um, disease if you have in the elderly age so mm-hmm. starting at the young age and uh, educating the youngster will help us to reduce these uh, ailments and for elderly of course uh, we can design a very good um app or teamwork um, on that that how we can uh, assist them because mm-hmm. yes i uh, agree with that that they, in the us because it's uh, mostly is uh, solo uh, parenting and solo system of living and at the end the elder or the aged parents uh, couldn't find a time for themselves and the uh, then the kids were not able to um, give them the time because they are at the moment earning and going uh, looking after to their kids so it needs a proper and uh, well managed network to uh, take care of them yes yes agreed agreed you know i always tell people because i i've had it happen in my life my mother had dementia on top of a fourth stage copd before she passed away um and she was bipolar on top of all of that so the the dementia was really kind of moving in and we're dealing right now my husband and I with a lady who is almost 90 and dementia is starting to take over and one of the things that you said ambassador Kasiri about how they get combative sometimes and that's where they made me, made me wonder again if she's not experiencing a UTI because she started to throw food at people now so <laughs> kind of thinking maybe that might yeah. be something we want to look into because she's kind of relegated herself she lives by herself to her her bed right now and yeah so, uh, like yeah. up to my uh, opinion i think that these people the elderly people uh, think at that age that they are no more in the society they are no more in the um, circle and they are ignored and they think that we are now people are taking us for granted that's why uh, when your body think that you are not not more needed then the negative thoughts and the negative energy affects your body and a lot of diseases uh dwell into your Gives body the and they find the place so we yeah. uh, like the i also uh, presented this idea in my fellowship also that we can utilize the wisdom of these elder people we can engage them in the community work like we can arrange consultations and coaching by them to the youngsters like they so they will not feel lonely and also the youngster will learn from their experiences and their work so this will be a uh, it will reduce the gender uh, yeah. age age gap and yeah. it will also help them to transfer their knowledge to the youngsters right they do love to tell stories <laughs> don't they <laughs> and i think I, i totally agree with it because i think the gap that i see is the 
it's somewhat a technology-based gap. You know, mm -hmm. the kids are mm -hmm. into, I mean, they, they'll have their cell phone and the whole life is based on that cell phone, right? <laughs> um, you know, yeah. they communicate, they communicate, they uh, uh, spread their emotions. They do everything through this electronic medium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the elderly, the gap is that elderly, they think they are not, you know, tech savvy, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? So if we get them into that, you know, if we develop products and things that the elderly now utilize. So as I said, you know, if, if they have the Fitbit and if they're monitoring their, their you yeah. know, bodily functions and the yeah. kids will feel, oh yeah, my grandpa is, I mean, he's mm -hmm. very technology savvy because he's used the phone now for his yes. blood pressure, for this, 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 that, and the other. So I think we can really narrow that gap. So they feel like, okay, I can communicate with my, my grandpa now because yeah. he's got the, the smartphone and he knows how to use yeah. it and he's using it. So, so I think there's a perception gap, you know, so we can manage that. The That's other so part true. of it is this, you know, elderly, if you think about it, one of my real um, uh, drivers to, to focus on elderly is everything we enjoy in life today, whether it's the computer, whether it's the automobile, whether it's the telephone, whether it's, mm -hmm. you, you name it, everything that we think is God-given right and we enjoy our life and use it, uh, those are things developed by those people who are in that age group today. Yeah, so, exactly. Should, shouldn't we thankful to them? So <laughs> the computer that I'm talking to you is developed by someone who is in the age of 70 or, or 60 or 70 today because mm -hmm. that's their efforts is mm -hmm. what we are enjoying today. Right, right. So yeah. I think we owe to them. Yeah, we need to fill this gap yeah. between the new generation and the old generation. Yeah. You know, back when I was working in aging services, um, and this has been several years ago, we tried out a program we called Without Walls so that we could include the homebound seniors that could not get to a facility to meet with their friends, play cards, do what they, you know, and get to an exercise room or, you know, whatever they wanted to do. And so what we did was we purchased some uh, lap, uh, not laptops, tablets, and then set them up at their house. Some of them didn't even know how to use them, but we had to teach mm -hmm. them how to use them yes. and that they could connect. And so we brought in some seniors to senior, there was one gentleman that loved to sing and we had this like singing group, right? He was blind, but when he was sighted and younger, he used to sing with a, a group, mm -hmm. you know, he was he was like the lead singer in a group. And so um, we were able to set him up on the piano <laughs> in, in a virtual form, and he was able to sing along with the rest of the group. So just doing that, you know, improves the quality of life. We were able to bring somebody who was uh, bedridden because of her back. She had had several back surgeries and everything. And so we brought her into a fashion show. <laughs> so she yeah, could, I, you know, you know establishing show. a senior club is also in my projects. Yeah. It was, uh, and then we started having people kind of call them regularly and that sort of thing, just to create that connection. But um, I think that the other thing too, the flip side of that is something that Ambassador Kashiri um, mentioned, which is the caregiving community that really doesn't mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. how to, to deal with that. You really have to pack your emotions and your um, frustrations, your own emotions and frustrations away yeah. to deal with somebody else's frustrations. Yeah, you need to train them, train them so they can be, uh, help out them and uh, work with their yeah, needs. And to understand what they're going through. We um, had a program that was called Dementia Live that would actually uh, create a situation where anybody that was working with that age population 
could actually mm -hmm. experience with somebody with severe dementia. And I assume uh, similar to Alzheimer's, uh, what they were experiencing. And so you literally had to put things in your shoes that, that were uncomfortable because of the neuropathy sometimes they experience. You had, um, you know, these blinder type things on, you had earphones on with lots of noise and things coming at you. And you were given a list of tasks to do, to accomplish in this kind of darkened room. And it literally was almost impossible to do it. And so you got this sense of how hard it was for people. And I know the, the elderly lady that we're working with now is she's gone from us being able to bring a hot meal to, to us bringing sandwiches to because she can't eat with her fingers, don't work like they used to anymore. And then uh, having to put it in something she can open because Ziploc bags that you think you and I can open easily, she cannot open those. So it has mm -hmm. to be like aluminum foil or something. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like a progression of learning how these people can deal with things. So um, that, and also uh, we interviewed Tifa Snow. I don't know if you've heard of her, um, Ambassador Kasheri. She's in the United States and she's the, the bona fide like expert on dementia and how caregivers um, work with her. I've seen her in person um, give us a talk and she's phenomenal. She'll yank you right out of your seat in front of everybody and show you how it's supposed to happen. Um, and how she learned it was from um, an elderly family member that she had to learn that had mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, I think, and that she yeah. had to learn how to deal with them. So I think this education piece with the caregiving community just needs to be ongoing. It needs to be more prevalent because I don't mm -hmm. think we do as much with them. And that's first responders because as well, they deal with that kind of thing. Not sure if it's a mental illness or what it is when they get on scene to you know, the community that we think of in assisted living and nursing homes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So everybody that actually, and family members. Let me you know? give you a very simple example. And <clears throat> for example, if, you, if you're dealing with, you know, again, I'm really narrowing it down to this dementia, you know, uh, population. Yeah. If you have someone and if you are, you know, taking care of them, let's say you give uh, lunch, and 15 minutes later, they will complain, you never gave me lunch, yes. I'm hungry. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I, I know one person, uh, like I was in, uh, last year I was in Pakistan and my uh, landlady told me that she is very uh, uh, in trouble. I, I asked her why her mother-in-law uh, always uh, keep on telling the others that she's not giving me food. And then <laughs> I said, okay, I'll, I'll make a diary. And I will give you food and then get a sign from you that I give you. So next time when you complain, I'll show you the diary that you, <laughs> I already give you the food. Yeah. So, but, but, the, but the issue is this, is that it's not because that they're really hungry, but they forgot. They, they forgot. Yeah. So, and the overeating and, is not also not good. Like yeah. if they forgot and they eat it again. Right. But, but then as a rational person, the caregiver, and now the caregiver's response is, what do you mean? I just gave you food 15 minutes ago, right? So then the caregiver is frustrated now. And mm -hmm. so is the, the recipient in this case is the dementia. It rolls that frustration forward. So my, my whole theory is this. I always teach, you know, I used to speak um, and many, many almost monthly at the Alzheimer's Association about how to take care of this elderly. Mm -hmm. And my response is this, you have to, if you are a caregiver, you have to be able to think what I call illogically. Mm -hmm. So the response, my response to that question is that I gave you food 15 minutes later, you said, you know, you gave me food, you didn't give me food, I'm hungry. And, and instead of saying that, no, I gave you food, you accept the fact saying, oh, you know what, I forgot, here's a snack. 
Now, <laughs> the resident is happy or the uh, dementia patient is mm -hmm. happy and I'm happy. I have no mm -hmm. stress yes. level. So yeah. this is a simple technique. How yeah. do you manage these people so you have a positive experience both sides? The same way, <clears throat> you know, when I used to give showers to my dad and he hated showers. And later on, <laughs> you know, like that. No. I, I thought to myself, say, why did he hate this? And then I realized, you know, I take him to the shower. I, I get him to sit down in the shower chair and I open the shower. Think mm -hmm. about it. It's a burst of cold water just hitting him. I wouldn't be enjoying it either. No wonder why he's not liking it. Then I realized, okay, I need to change this one. So I changed my shower head to one of those, uh, you know, yeah. the, the shower, you know, telephone showers. Yeah. So I just adjust the water to a nice lukewarm water and I just wet his feet first. Yes. And then I go up and he thoroughly enjoyed that. So mm -hmm. I took that experience and I told all my caregivers, okay, you are not going to, I changed all my shower heads mm -hmm. to this, you know, kind of a one handle thing. And I said, here's how you give a shower. You get them sit down, you, mm -hmm. you get the water adjusted to a nice, comfortable, warm water, and you first wet their feet so they get the feeling. Yeah, and then you give us, they never refuse after that. <laughs> so it's a simple yes. technique, right? You know, yeah. so if thinking yeah. illogically, if you think logically, I mean, logically, you go to the shower, you open the shower, shower head, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's logic. But illogically think you will be, okay, now that's not how I do it. I do yeah. it the reverse of that. Yeah, so, you're going to have to think backwards a little bit. Yeah, you know, so those are, yeah you know, it, it is. You're very, you're very on cue with all of this. And it's, it's very relevant for, you know, I've gone through, this is my third iteration of caregiving in some level. And, um, and honestly, none of it made sense before. <laughs> it's just like what you said, none of the things that you think of as logical is, is actually mm -hmm. happening. And it really tears up your brain. After a while, if you really think of it, it starts to mess with your mind. Why is this person being so ill? Why is this person, you know, throwing themselves on the bed and, and having a fit and throwing food in the floor? And why are they doing that? And it, there's nothing logical about that. <laughs> it doesn't compute to a regular brain. But yes, they're having that kind of frustration there that they don't understand. So there, there's so much we could be talking about with this. Uh, honestly, the three of us need to have a business conversation about this at some point. But uh, I think we've got the gist of it. I think you need to write a book, sir. I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Forget going and speaking. You just need to sit down and write a book. Um, this is fantastic. And honestly, I feel like you still are serving in an ambassadorship, whether you believe it or not. Um, I think that you're an ambassador for the aging population. You're terrific with Honeywell. You know, what a great job that they did getting you back out of retirement <laughs> to be able to, to move around and do these things. And uh, the fact that you're, you know, you're trying to help with the, the global warming um, in the energy space as well. So we can definitely, uh, you know, move some people your way to talk to you about all kinds of things. And the education piece is just phenomenal. Um, you know, Sri Lanka is just blessed to have had you as an ambassador and as a friend and a supporter for everything that you've done there. So thank you for all the works you're doing. And uh, I'm going to let Ambassador Khan have her goodbye to you and then I'll say goodbye. And then we'll have the last thing that I ask you that I told you I was going to ask you. I'll ask you that last before I say goodbye. So Ambassador Khan, final words? I uh, totally enjoyed this conversation and I, like, I was into it that it must go on more, but uh, yes, of course, there is a limit for the time. 
and um, I really admire what he is doing and it will be an honor for me that if there is something, any project in which I can work with him, uh, it's on kids and elderly, our women empowerment, our health, anything. Uh, because these are the things which are uh, now my passion and uh, I'm working on sustainable development goal. So everywhere, uh, it's interlinked <laughs> to each other. And it should everywhere. come back to Texas. Yes, she yes. will. <laughs> so, that's she'll true. travel back to Texas for you. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. So, so looking yeah. forward for a nice, good, uh, fruitful business meeting and uh, stay blessed. Thank you. Keep on going. Good work. Thank you. Fantastic. So, my final question to you, Ambassador Kasiri, is um, in all the things that you want to do and that you're doing right now, um, would there be particular types of people that you'd like to meet to kind of move things forward? Um, I think so. I think, um, um, you know, uh, the success of anything you do is getting the like-minded, energized people together. So to me, um, you know, this, this is an area that I really would like to focus on the technology-based um, healthcare services for the elderly and developing Develop, I have, you know, during when I was doing my own business, I actually uh, developed quite a bit of that uh, 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 the groundwork, but I like to move forward and, and develop this into the next level, which, you know, uh, I like to find a, either organization or a business community that, that would be uh, interested of joining with me to really take it to the next level. There are the technology is available. It's a matter of how do we get these things to come together in a, um, in a way that, that it will give you some simple ways of monitoring, managing, and then outcome-based uh, services for the elderly. That's an area that I would be truly will be um, energized to work on, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, if, if, you know, I mean, you're not the only one who had asked me to write a book, my own, <laughs> I'm sure personal physician had, um, you know, it's been every time I visit him, he's like, when are you going to finish your book? And mm -hmm. my life, I have done one thing from day one, I have kept a diary ever since that I was a young, young child. I have a very, very interesting life that, uh, you know, at the age of 11, um, how I got to England, that's a story by itself. Um, <laughs> there's no, no help from my parents, no help from anybody. And, um, and, and it, that's a story. <laughs> so, so there are many things that I've done in my life. So, mm -hmm. so, so if I have to, Someday when I leave this world, if I have to leave with something that I, I can say I accomplished in, in the world, would be that. Leave that legacy that I have done something to improve the quality of life for this uh, very special group of people, which is people with dementia. Fantastic. I think we can help you with that. <laughs> we can help bring you some people that will help you with that. Uh, Ambassador Khanna and myself will, will definitely have another conversation with you and we'll kind of develop some, some ideas course. about who to put in front of you. Um, let me ask you this. Um, I am thinking, when is Alzheimer Awareness Month? Isn't that coming up in the spring? Yes, it is in the spring. I think in, in April. April, I think. I 
think it is. I could be wrong about that. Somebody seeing this will correct me, I'm sure. Um, I was thinking it was, and I'm thinking that maybe, um, you know, the next time we get together and have our business conversation, we can chat about putting together a group of people to have a conversation and record it in that month. And um, I think that that will be great. Stir up some more interest and, you know, just getting people to understand, you know, there's some simple things that you can do. Uh, I mean, like I say, if you live long enough, you're going to care give somebody and that somebody may end up having dementia if they yeah. live long enough. And yeah. I think that, you know, any one of us could be in that same boat. And I surely would hope somebody would have some caregiving skills to deal with me like that. Cause I'm going to be a piece of work. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to be a piece of red hair. I'm going to be a piece of work. But thank you very much, both of you for this conversation. It's uh, enjoyable and helpful. And I look forward to the next one. And uh, if you two will stay on for just a second, I'm going to tell everybody else goodbye and say, if you're watching this, on YouTube, go to www.frontrunnersinnovate.com where you'll see this embedded in a special page with all the extra information that we have asked him for, which will be uh, ways to connect via LinkedIn. If there's any websites to connect to, we'll, we'll have that, we'll provide that. Um, and possibly a bio if you want to see about getting him to speak, I'm sure he would be open to that sort of thing. And um, we will see you next time on Frontrunners Innovate. Thank you. Bye, Thank everybody. you, Ambassador Khan. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Mary. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you and look so forward to continuing this conversation. Great. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.